0: Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly and Kim. Uh, Sarah will not be joining us for our 24 short story countdown in the holiday season because creepy creepy Christmas stories have burned her one too many times. However, we are here to discuss an array of Christmas ghost and folktale stories leading up to Christmas Day. And we are starting with day 24, which is Widow's Walk. This is by Susan Stokes Chapman and was published in 2023 as part of the collection The Winter Spirits, Ghostly Tales for Frosty Nights. Susan Stokes Chapman lives in northern Wales and is the author of Pandora. Per her website, the inspiration for this story is inspired by something, fairly loosely, that happened to her grandmother and a small pamphlet called Christmas Entertainments 1740. The plot? is a stunningly talented fan maker dreads her walk by the cemetery where all the widows are buried, but that won't stop vengeance from occurring.
1: So Kim, what did you think of this short story? I liked it. I, I, hmm. it, it hit all of the points that I've been, as we've been doing this over the years that I've wanted a story to hit. So it was a really good one to start with. And I'm hoping that it's indicative of what's coming for the next 23 stories after this. <laughs> so what did you think of it? I loved it. Um,
0: I had to remind myself, I've read Pandora actually by this author and she does have a unique, the only way I can describe it is cadence to her writing. And initially it can feel really daunting to get started into her material because she does use a heavier... Level of language and sentence structure than I think most people are going to be comfortable with, um, but I think it's her unique style. And once I reminded myself what her writing felt like, it was much easier to kind of fall into it.
1: It had such an like an old Victorian feel to it that that didn't even really register with me as far as the the word choice or or even the the as you put it, cadence, the, the way it, the sentences were structured and whatnot, because I felt like I was reading more of a Victorian type's tale. It would be like diving into Jane Austen. I know I might be mixing my genres or my generation. <laughs> so it's generations. really
0: funny because you're referencing, I believe, Edwardian is Jane Austen. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then I Victorian, knew it wasn't Victorian, but... But what's really funny is the pamphlet that inspired this is Georgian.
1: That is funny. That is funny. (laughs) But but it has that old world World. or or not even old world because old world implies Europe. Um, It has that was set in Europe and she is from Europe. I know, but I I don't mean old world. Yeah. Um, It has that old timey, I guess. um, It has the distinct British feel of the Edwardian to Victorian era that Dickinsonian. Yeah. You know, I mean, we could just keep throwing out yeah. lame ass terms that everybody applies to these types of this type of writing. But even though it's a very modern story, cause it was just, it's currently written. I don't know what the, I, I wasn't listening when you were talking it came out this year. Okay. Like just, just, I am embarrassed. We just go got it listening. like
0: a couple of weeks ago when yeah, we yeah.
1: recorded. Oh, that's right. This is the book I ordered yeah. from, um, Britain. yeah, from Britain. Um, but, yeah, I so so, when it came to the language and and whatnot, i I just kind of fell into it. it.. It was what I actually expect from that type of a story. so it it fit really well. and that's what this
0: author does really well, um because Pandora is one that is set in Victorian times. Um, and what's actually pleasantly surprising is you go onto her website to look at her novels, and she does break down the research that inspired the story. Mm. um. So she does look at items, look at a time period, and then draws that to write her stories. Cool. And I think she does it effectively. But again, yeah. she
1: does have a very distinct style, I would say. Well, and that just indicates it, it, any writer that can develop a style that that when people read it, they're either hearkening back to something else that that writer wrote or just going, "Wow, this is i'm I'm hearing something here." Uh, that's a talented writer. It's, yeah. That's not easy to do. Okay. So this story, for anyone who's wondering, because my
0: plot was pretty vague. Yeah. Uh, it starts out where we have a talented, I think she was French, fanmaker, who is living in a small town, and her husband has disappeared. It's believed he's run off with a mistress by the town, but no one's talking about it. And it's Christmas time, and she has been commissioned to make a very special fan out of bone.
1: Well, ivory. Ivory, which is, is bone. Oh, my but... brain my brain went in circles on that, because I'm like, <laughs> ivory is bone, but we're playing with bone here. And yeah, We'll get into that in a bit. Um, are we, how are we going to discuss this and just, just I mean, throw out what of happens like, in the story? At this story? point,
0: if you're curious and like you haven't read it yet,
1: I get suggest you. on it yeah then... read it because it's well worth the read I, yeah. I highly recommend it so if you get, can read it um but because we're we gonna spoil do.
0: it yeah we're, <laughs> we are gonna spoil it we are gonna talk about it so like consider that um and if you want to know like if you grab the, these two books that we're going to be discussing and you want to like know when we're going to what we're talking about about next is we are posting on TikTok each day what story it's going to be, and then the episodes are coming out later in the evening for the next technically 25 days because we are going to do stories for Christmas day. day. Yeah.
1: But you've been warned. We are going to spoil. Okay, so, so so I she needed ivory. Yes. Ivory was expensive, but she's making the fan, and I'm like. Mm, uh. Oh, what does that mean? Cause it very distinctly says ivory is very expensive, expensive. Um, and hard to obtain, not even just expensive, but hard to obtain. Um, to the and- point where the
0: person who's commissioning it, he comes in and asks for a fan for his wife and she panics and
1: thinks, Oh no, I'm not going to have enough materials yeah. to make two. Fans. The, the second fan. Yeah, yeah. She comes, he comes back after he's already commissioned the fan she's working on. Um, I can't remember what the initial question was because I and my brain went off on on the the bone concept. There
0: was it. no question. I was, was explaining things oh, okay. and then Sorry. you interrupted me, and then I interrupted. <laughs> um, I'm good at that. You are. So, she's making this fan out of ivory, out of bone, um, for the rich lord's daughter because they're having a special party for her. And her husband, who had convinced her to move from France to, sorry, this location, um, is a dance teacher. Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) And while all of this is going on, she keeps walking past the cemetery. And a specific portion of the cemetery has been dedicated to female widows who... Have lost their husbands in mysterious circumstances, and then something happened to them, which like it was perfect because that's almost like the first thing you learn, really, and you just you know, this is about vengeance. Like mm-hmm. this is completely and utterly mm-hmm. about vengeance. It's just
1: what is who, the vengeance for who? Who's on who? Yeah. Yeah. Whom? Who's whom? on whom? I don't know. I don't know but... either. I've never understood the who and whom.
0: But we then like start to learn details and there's a smell in the basement. I always love when there are smells in the basement. (laughs) You just, you're like, oh no, it's a body. And then I think as soon as the smell was brought up, it was like, the bone
1: is the husband. Okay. Because I love predicting things. I knew as soon as she said, ivory was expensive. I knew who it was. I, I, or what it was. However you want to phrase that but i knew then i didn't need the smell in the basement that much that was just the confirmation that was the the little cherry that that sat on top of of this oh no is she gonna get caught okay 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 that was like the
0: oh my god it definitely is is she gonna get caught like who why 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 and then the lord makes the mention about how his daughter misses her dance teacher and i went oh shit and I loved that about this is there really were those moments where I
1: was like, oh shit yep things yep. are about to go down yep well and and I love it's for me at that point it was when okay we have this series of widows whose husbands died under mysterious circumstances obviously these widows murdered their husbands yeah every one of them now they never they never give a number which yeah. I which I like better because the number would have been nice. Um, but at the same time, it's like, well, does it really matter? Yeah. You, I think they you, mentioned
0: like three different ways widows died.
1: Right. So it gives but, you a good sense of like, but my point would be is you don't give a number because all men. And then I'm doing that with air quotes there, all men. Um, Cause I know it's not all men, but we get to say that these days. But um, then there's, and, and I'm, it's been a while since I read it. Cause I read it as soon as the book came. Um, how did the widows end up dead?
0: It talked about them having like a series of unfortunate events happened to each of one of them that killed them. But when it was described, I was like, Oh, they got murdered. Yeah. And I was like, who's murdering them. Right. And, is our current widow afraid because she knows that's happening and she knows she's done something to warrant being murdered. Yeah. And that's really early on that you're like, this is the point. Now, how is it going to play out? out? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact that she completed the fan,
1: mm-hmm. gave it to the girl so should we should probably just say it outright. The fan is made of her, her husband's, husband's bones. bones and skin. Yeah. Because because you have to you have the 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 webbing between the the layers of the fan. Yeah. So if you think of those old fashioned fans that yeah. that women or they would put it near their, their well breasts. She, and she <laughs> talks <laughs> about yeah, it. Is yeah. She like is she going to gonna...
0: use this to flirt? And yeah. Like yeah. oh man oh man that's gruesome. You you gave your husband's Husband.
1: lover. A fan made from him so she can flirt at her party. Well, and then I really love the fact that, because we do have the Victorian um underlying of it, that while she's making the fan, she is feeling herself being observed. Yeah. She is being haunted. Yeah. Then she finishes the fan, tells the maid to go away, gets rid of the body. And in my mind, haunting's gone, except for... The fan, which she then gave over to her husband's mistress. So the haunting now gets to go someplace else. Yes, and then she gets killed. How did she die? I don't remember.
0: He killed her. Did he kill her? Yeah. There what? was there was a description of something coming up from the basement. And then she wakes up. I think she wakes up and there's someone standing at the end of their bed. And the implication is that he murdered her. Mm. And so the implication is that all of the widows were killed by their husbands. And so I loved that. I oh. loved all the layers to this. Yeah. Like there was oh. so much
1: going on. And I love the of the descriptions of her sitting alone in her house as she's as she's carving the bone.
0: Yeah. And the,
1: and the it it doesn't go into minute detail but it does talk about using the the small tools and the and the in the small sawings and and
0: the painting
1: through. of the yellow flowers yeah. Which oh is, yeah that has symbolism um,
0: i can't remember off the top of my head what the symbolism yep. was but i think it's it was like a yellow rose yeah and i think
1: yellow rose is in fidelity. i think so because i looked it up well it says it, it in it the story it, say it in the story i couldn't remember and microphone is sitting on my version of the book No, it doesn't say it on there. But no,
0: it doesn't. Cause this is implying it's a good thing, but I think there was well, a negative well, connotation. And
1: it's probably more Victorian times. Yeah. Or whatever times this is sitting in, but yeah, it, I think it would be more jealousy like, and greed. Jealousy and greed. There we go. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it it um yeah this this story, and I don't particularly care for short stories. Yeah. The reason being. Is because it is so hard to, to to put all of those layers in, to put the depth into mm-hmm. a short story. Um, so it's either quick and you're very to the point, or you're really skilled at it and you can weave just the 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 one line hints mm-hmm. um, it, throughout it. And this author does that so well. Um, I think- And uh, let me let me let me go. And a successful short story doesn't leave you wanting for more. It gives you the entire story. You don't go, wait a minute, what happened before? What happened after? If it's done well, you don't need to know what happened before. You don't need to know what happened after because the entire story gives you all of that. And so many short stories, sometimes I want more. If I want more? then it's not a short story you should have just written the entire story if you're able to write it and give me the entire story in those however many few pages Mm -hmm. you've set for yourself then you've done it well um and there aren't very many we talk about um the lottery all the time and who is it i can't remember shirley jackson shirley jackson does it so well she is so good at it um And because I was – and Telltale Heart is another one that I was introduced to young. Because, like, the Telltale Heart and the Lottery were so good, I'm like, no, that one doesn't do it. That one doesn't do it. As I read different short stories, I get so frustrated with them. So This one did it. It's kind of funny because we have different thoughts on
0: short stories, but almost, like, juxtaposition. Because I was going to say, I think this genre, meaning – Gothic, ghost, horror, like uncanny. Uncanny is going to be the all encompassing word that I'm going to use for this. And Kim's (laughs) laughing because she's spilling water. And almost
1: Um, sporting water all over the computer. And she knows how uncanny. I
0: love uncanny. But I think it is the one genre, which you just proved it with the lottery and a Telltale Heart. It's the one genre that can pull off short story because you need. Just enough to think about it, but when you get to the end of it, the idea is that short story has you continuing to think about it, but not needing more. Yeah. You, you don't need more so, information, but you think, man, I I want I, I you want to create what happened afterwards, as opposed to being told what happened afterwards. Yeah. And I I think that's the big
1: thing. I mean, the lottery, Telltale Heart, in in the fact that anybody can read those. And while they're going to come down to the same core, this is what it was. This is the lesson you were being taught. As you said, you're going to then create your own. How does this follow on? Yeah. Um, and everyone's going to go a different direction. If you're mm-hmm. more of a fatalist, you might, you might go with, well, the end of society. Or if you're more of an optimist, you're going to go with, well, they learned from their lesson and things have changed. Um but yeah, this this story does it well. This yeah, I think a successful short story encourages imagination. Yep. Oh, and and it encourages a lot. Yeah. Because you know, if I fall under the lottery, it's like oh, dystopian and oh my god. And but then Telltale Heart. Oh my Telltale Heart traumatized me. <laughs> I, I was loved, in Telltale Heart. I love the Telltale. It's Heart. not my favorite one though. I his. know. I know. I know. I know. Um. The, the only reason why I followed the telltale heart, I was in, I, I can, I can visually put myself in the room. It was presented by our librarian and we all sat it, it's So at school. We're all sat in the room and we're sitting on the floor and we're, there's a recording again, I'm ancient. Um, and then a slideshow of just images that portray the scenes. Mm-hmm. It had such a profound impact on me that it, threw me into gothic horror for quite some time. And I kept reading these horror stories in and I'm such a scaredy cat when it comes to that type of stuff. And I, it it was, it was hard for me, but I loved it, but I can't find those, those stories that I read in grade school. Again, I can't find them anywhere. I I think they were just gothic, maybe gothic romance. I might be able
0: to find them for you at a later date if you want,
1: but. but but so good. So good. So
0: what's kind of funny is, so Telltale Heart threw it for you. Mm-hmm. And so when I got to about, I had to have been, what, 10, 11? Because it happened in Japan, if Japan. I remember correctly. Yep. um, And you were like, read Edgar Allan Poe. And you'd given me a book with a collection of short stories. And I think it included a Telltale Heart. And I think you said, read a Telltale Heart. And I read it and, like, I enjoyed it. But then I came across the cask of, and I'm going to say it wrong, Armatildo, Armat, it's a weird Italian word, but it's the one where the guy convinces his friend to go down into, like, the underground basement where the wine is held, and then he bricks him in. And that one, that one left an impression with me. That's when I was
1: hooked on Edgar Allan
0: Poe. We then went to go see the plays, which was. So
1: let's, let's, let's talk about the play a little bit because it's, it's kind of funny because uh, when you're with the military, you get, um, it's, we, we call morale, welfare, and recreation bands or play or, uh, Theater groups. Theater group. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. Uh, we'll go to base to base to base to base and do a presentation so that the military can have these experiences. This was a three-man show with no stage.
0: Yeah. They, they had a
1: were... box and they had a long sheet of but fabric. A series of um boxes. boxes. Yeah. White boxes. Right. And a long strip of, I believe, black and red fabric. I think so, too. And... They did actually three of the the mm-hmm. Edgar Allan Poe's. So they did the one. They did, Telltale Heart. Yep. The Fall of the House of Usher and and the Pit and this, the Pendulum. Oh, the Pit and the Pendulum, yeah. And we sat in this this audience, and not very many people went because military aren't really known for their um love of Edgar Allan Poe. Well, their love of theater. But <laughs> I took Amber. I I couldn't take anybody else. Too young. I knew Mike would sleep through it. Um. She and knew I
0: loved Ed Grouendl yeah, at that
1: point. and Amber was transfixed, and I really think that this was a penultimate moment in your life where you just went, "Oh, this is it. This is cool," because you loved doing theater in in high school. You lo- you loved the performance arts. You loved the reading, and and I really think it was it was one oh, of those moments that it's a you, core
0: memory kind of moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that
1: you fell into. Oh, this this is a thing that is going to be in my life for the rest of my yeah. life. Yeah. It was and me, I'm like, I remember it was cool. Um, I enjoyed it. They were very talented. I had wish I had any idea who the three were. Um, I don't know if they were anybody known. I don't know. But oh, it was such a good thing. Yeah. And, and Poe's words are just so They're musical, yeah. Yeah, very. very Oh,
0: it is designed to be read out loud. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's because he does poetry
1: as well for anyone who doesn't know. But going, but tying back to this story, this is one that I could easily see sitting around on a Christmas Eve and reading out loud to a group of people. I, I could well, easily see that. One of the inspirations is a pamphlet of Christmas entertainment.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it was written with the with the inspiration of a pamphlet to entertain. Yep. Um, And I think this one, I don't know, it just, like, it does really well. The other thing, which we haven't really touched on yet, is I loved the way the author took a widow's walk and changed the meaning. What do you mean? So a widow's walk is actually something that is on a building, and it's usually in a seafaring town. And the idea is that when men go out to sea and then they don't come back when expected, the woman would proceed to walk this pathway on this particular
1: building. Oh, looking for the ships. Looking to come for in. the ships to come in. So yeah. it was called a widow's walk. It was usually, if my understanding of it is actually built on your house. Yeah. And you have an overlook looking out over over the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where you get the, the, uh, not a woman in white, because a woman in white is a different type of of ghost death. but um, The pining woman. Yeah, where you get, where people will see somebody up on on the, in the the lights. Sometimes in lighthouses, if you have that type of a lighthouse. But yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: so, So I liked the idea that we took something that has been Female tragedy for so long, yeah. and played with the idea that maybe being a widow, yeah, yeah, isn't a bad thing, and maybe one shouldn't want to be a widow because maybe there is consequences mm-hmm. to taking out vengeance. Yep. Um. I also like the fact that this was a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. She had already established her business. She was already well known. Yep. She fell in love and
1: she let this man convince her to go somewhere else. And yet she was succeeding somewhere else too. Yeah. But then he misbehaved. Yeah. And
0: so, she was done with the misbehaving. Well, and they, it's kind of implied that like she was supporting
1: mm-hmm. his ability to be a dance, dance teacher. teacher. And so, meanwhile, like, he she's putting out all all the work and all the money and and he's having all the fun. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: yes, I loved this one i think this was a great
1: start to this it scares me what because we've got 23 more to go can, can they can they we started good we did we started
0: i started really good knowing some of the other authors that we have coming i have pretty high hopes plus some of the folk tales that i know are coming i mean we're gonna have a krampus i i I know you're, because it's on the for anyone who's like, how do you know you're gonna have Krampus? It's it's on the cover of Christmas and other horrors, the next book we're doing, or one of the books we're doing, and one of the images they have is is Krampus. Um, they also have, I can't see everything. Um, well, they have something that's
1: a menorah. Oh,
0: think, yeah. There is also, let's see here. Yep, take it. I'm trying to remember. Um,
1: everything else looks pretty super. Well, there's
0: like a candy cane. There is, oh, I know this one, but I can't think of what it's called. It's a young woman wearing a crown of candles, and then she's holding a candle. Um, So there's a lot of imagery in here. And then I think, because another one is Stephen Graham Jones, so I think we are getting a native solstice Mm. tale, or an indigenous solstice tale as well. Um, Plus, we're going to be continuing with kind of more of the Victorian ghost story story. Type stuff um but any last thoughts on this one
1: no no just really cool okay if you get the opportunity this book at least um which this book
0: being yeah uh, the winter spirits ghostly tales
1: for frosty nights i highly recommend it it's a beautiful book um i can't wait i i'm usually very protective of of the dust covers i can't wait for this one to become that, that that Worn, worn, years of of pulling, pulling it out, out and reading the <laughs> stories, look to it. It's already been beat up a little bit because I took it on our trip with us. Um this, well, that's I guess the question: Will you be bringing this story back out next year to satisfy oh, I'm the sure, Christmas itch sure. again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, we'll see. We're only one in, and I've yeah. only I, I have story, it But this story, this one that we've read, yes, you yes. envision
0: rereading yeah, again. In
1: fact, I just sat here and went, oh, I need to pull Krampus out from last year. But yeah, um, <laughs> and read that. But yes, this one I envision seeing again. Partially because it is quick stories and yeah. I, it doesn't, it isn't something that's going to take up my entire that's season. Like an
0: hour. Yeah. I yeah. can say at most, maybe for a slower reader, two hours. Yeah. Like they're not. Yeah. They're quick stories. Yeah. I think if you're not used to the language of this author, it might give you a small hesitation starting in, but I say, give yourself a page, page and a half and you'll fall into it.
1: You do have to order it from overseas. It came from. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think there are some copies in Amazon now. Are there? Oh, okay. uh, let me see here
1: um mine came from from overseas so it but took a little but we got a special yeah and it hadn't been published yet we had to wait for it to actually that's this one yes yeah. yes yeah there it is
0: yep just in a second so you can get it as an audiobook you can get it as kindle you can get it as hardcover for americans it's definitely on amazon it might be in other stores but again we got ones with special sprayed edges um on them if you want to support British, we bought it from the Portobello Bookshop. Oh, yours doesn't have the little card. Um, or you can get it from Waterstones, and they do
1: ship internationally. So, anyway, highly recommend it. Please give it a give it a shot if you like winter stories.
0: On that note. Our intro and outro music is by Howard Harper Barnes and is called A Snowflake's Tale from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. And don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow with the next short story.